What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. And uh, today I'm going to put a little spin on an old episode called Backpacking Stoves with Mike Cargan. Mike is a Rockslide Forum member, and that's one of the super, super cool things about the forums. And, you know, really everything Rockslide has going on is we have our writers and then, you know, like the rock staff, as we like to call them. Um, but there's also a whole pile of members on the forums that are extremely knowledgeable. They spend a ton of time in the field and they geek out on gear just like we do. So it's really cool to have them on. And Mike is just a forum member that I saw. He responded to a few uh, like backpacking stove uh, forum threads. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about is a wealth of knowledge. So I had him on and we, we talked about this. Um, the reason I'm bringing up some of these older episodes is because they are dropping off of the back end of iTunes. So when I first started the podcast, um, you know, I, I almost call it like back to the basics. We went through a lot of things, backpacking stoves, we went through boots, we went through a lot of things with forum members and rock staff alike. Um, but those have, you know, archived, if you will. So they've dropped off the back end of a lot of the platforms and they're so far down now that we're at 123, this is going to be 123 for the regular episodes. And then we also have a whole bunch of tipsy Tuesdays that I've done pretty much twice a month, um, for most of the podcast. So there's a, uh, bunch of podcast episodes that you got to filter through to find some of these. So I'm going to bring them back up. Um, but before that, I want to give, you know, the, a little new spin. This is, this podcast was from 2019. It is now 2021 and things have, things have changed. Um, I believe at the time, you know, I, since then I have come out with, uh, an article where I tested three backpacking stoves. So I Black Ovis sent me these three stoves. I did boil tests on them. Um, and then just like user friendliness or how I thought the design was or and the weight and things like that. Fuel, fuel efficiency. I tried to do my, fa my best on the fuel efficiency. So um, yeah, that I will link to that description or uh, down in the description, I will link to that that article, that written article. Um, but those three stoves were the MSR reactor, which, you know, here's the cliff notes, I guess, for the, the article. The MSR reactor, right now it's running 220 bucks, about average, where I could find it. That is for the one liter. They also make a two and a half liter if you have, you know, there's a group of you that always go and you're on a backpacking trip, only one person needs to carry the stove, but it's nice to have that big pot to to be able to, you know, have a lot of, be able to boil a lot of water at once. Um, so that MSR reactor is a really good, good option. Um, it is a great late season stove. It is an all in one kit. Um, and all three of these stoves I did were, you know, quote unquote, all in ones instead of more like a do it yourself kit. They're, um, our kits and, and we'll talk about it a little bit in the episode. Mike really does a good job of laying it out, but something like an MSR Pocket Rocket. That's what I started with. They have the Pocket Rocket 2 and the Pocket Rocket Deluxe out now. And those are just 
uh, little small stoves that will basically fit in your pocket and you can screw them onto a fuel canister and then you set a cup or a pot or a pan or anything like that on top of the stove itself so you can you can really mix and match. So when I was using that pocket rocket a lot, I used the GSI minimalist kit. Um, I still have that. And basically it's a cup that has a little koozie that goes on over the top of it and then a lid. Um, and I've been using that since 2011, I believe is when I bought it. Um, so 2010, 2011, right in there. And just recently, I, we were on a horseback hunt, and I think the cup got bent a little bit because the lid doesn't fit as snug as it as it used to. But it has like a sippy cup lid, so when I'm going on hunts by myself, like that is my that's what I boil water in for meals. That's what I put my coffee in and drink out of it in the morning. So it's a really good system. And then if I was going to bring somebody else with me, or I was, you know, just messing around going back into a lake where I could carry more stuff with me um, I could take a we actually took a pan one time a super light GSI pan and took hot dogs in with us and like could fry up some hot dogs <laughs> on the pan um, so we did that and then the other thing I do is I've got a little GSI kettle that you fill you know it'll just basically carry more water um, so those type of stoves typically they're gonna be cheaper as far as just initial cost of the little stove itself. Um, and then you can kind of go as crazy, you know, deluxe or as minimalistic as you want with the pans and cups and all that stuff that you get. Um, they are less fuel efficient typically, but, uh, but yeah, they're a great little stove for a super great cost. And for the early season, they're fantastic. Um, you get into the later season, and we'll roll over into these stoves that I did a, um, a review on. And those are more of like an all-in-one type system where when you purchase it out of the package, you have a stove and you have a cup. And they probably either lock together somehow, or they, they, they mesh really well together. The stove burner is made for the pot. So that is like that MSR... Um, like that MSR reactor. So that burner is really unique to backpacking stoves, I would say. Um, the the burner itself, they actually call it a radiant burner, so it doesn't have like a big flame that kicks up. Um, it is, it, it's really hard to explain. You'd almost just have to um, check out my article to see pictures of it. But the pot fits on top of that burner so well um, that they, it, it blocks the wind extremely well. So it's like a very tight fit, blocks the wind, which is really good for the later season type stuff. Um, so that is, is a great option. Um, I really love that reactor a lot. You know, the downside of it is cost, you know, 220 bucks for the one liter. Um, you know, you can fit your, you fit the burner and you can fit the canister inside of the pot. So it stows away pretty nice. Um, it does not, it has a handle that flips out. It does not have like a, a koozie type thing on the outside of it that you can grab with your hands. You got to use the handle, which I don't think there's any problem with that. Um, 
The lid is pretty cool. It has like a strainer on one side and then a pour version, uh, like a pour lid on the other side. So you can have the lid on when you're pouring things, straining things. Like you can actually cook in it. I haven't cooked in it, um, but I know a lot of people will cook like ramen and stuff like that like right inside that cup. Um, typically what I'm doing is just boiling water. Um, another thing to note with that, that reactor is it does not have like a simmer it it's either it's pretty much either on or it's off there's not really like a simmer if you want to have a pan on it or something and simmer it down if you're cooking something um, but for most purposes in the backcountry with you know my listeners we're just boiling water to throw it in a mountain house or we're making ramen or boiling it for coffee or something like that so that's the MSR reactor and then I did the MSR wind burner, which is like the reactors, I would say, like cousin, say little cousin. And it is also a one liter pot. Um, that was a good stove. I ended up, uh, I got rid of that one. I sent that one back after the, after the review that I did. It, uh, it sticks up really high. It's actually heavier than the the reactor and while it is a it's a fantastic stove it really is just from my perspective of I had these three stoves that I basically could choose from like which one I wanted to you know keep and pay for and then I was going to send the other couple back with that with all of them right there in front of me um, I chose to keep the reactor, and then I also chose to keep the other stuff that I reviewed, which was the Jetboil Flash. So Jetboil, really well-known company. When a lot of people think of backpacking stoves, they just automatically think of a Jetboil. Even if they have like an MSR version or a different kind, they still call it a Jetboil. So naturally, I thought I really needed to, to put them in there as well. So that... Um, that flash is it runs at right about a pound um, it was pretty much neck and neck with that reactor as far as the weight goes um, you know that system is just it's really simple and the the flash the stove portion of itself um, on you can you could put a they make pan attachments Jetboil makes some pans um, that can attach to that system. There's some different accessories that you can get with it, um, which is really nice. But the reactor was um, was my top pick for dang sure. Um, so I have what I'm running now is so I have a Soto Windmaster, which is a build-it-yourself type kit. So I carry that Soto Windmaster honestly probably like 70% of the time as we're like scouting in the summertime and then we're hunting in this earlier season um, with you know very basically moderate like mild conditions. I'm using that system because it's light. It's been very bomb-proof for me, and it's pretty dang packable. Um, so that's what I use as an early season system. And then we start getting into October. I'm going to switch over to that reactor um, just because it is it handles the wind so much better. Um, so I really that's a system that I really like. Um, you know, some of the time when we're hunting out of the trailer at the trailhead or at you know just like camped or whatever. 
I did like a camper trailer conversion that I need to do a podcast on as well um, of how I did that. But so I will carry that stove. I will keep the reactor in the trailer and like that's what I make coffee on in the morning or that's what I heat up water for when we dump it in oatmeal in the mornings or mountain house at night or whatever. Um, so that's a really... That's just a really good system, I think. The Soda Windmaster with the GSI Minimalist Cup and then the MSR Reactor. So those are the two stoves that in current state of 2021 season, that is what I use. It's what I like to use. Um, That GSI uh, with the Soto stove, I will use that combination even when we're going out um, from the trailer or something like that so we can um, just because it is light and compact and we can make coffee on the mountain or we can have mountain house um, on the mountain before we we walk back back out to the trailhead or whatever Um, but yeah so I'm just going to turn it right over to this episode that we did back in 2019 with Mike Cargan talking about backpacking stoves he lays it out a heck of a lot better than I did a little disclaimer I am on the road driving back to Nebraska to guide an elk hunt and with time constraints and everything with season being so crazy, sometimes this is what you got to do for a podcast. So um, that's what I've got going on. If you want to check out that article that I wrote on those three backpacking stoves, and then I did a video as well to pair with that, and that is on YouTube, on the Rockslide YouTube channel. I'll put a link down in the description, and you can check that out. But uh, before we turn it over to Mike, I want to thank our sponsor, Onyx Hunt Maps obviously for bringing this podcast to everybody. They've been a big supporter and they make a a very badass product. Um, You know, as we start rolling into these rifle seasons, uh, if you do not have an Onyx membership yet, you should just hop on to the app, download it, look through the free version. You don't have access to like all the layers, but you can do, I think it's like a seven day free trial. They'll give you access to the layers. And then there is, you know, somewhat of a free version um, of it, but I highly encourage you to buy it, at least for the state that you're hunting. And if you want to use our code rockcast at checkout on xmaps.com forward slash hunt, you can get 20% off, um, which is really good. It ends up being 20 bucks off the elite membership, which is all 50 states. And then you get access to top rut as well. And I believe the hunt fool. So go check those out. And I'll turn it over to the podcast with Mike. Uh, the first thing I just wanted to cover quick was a little bit of your background as far as like the backpacking and, and camping and, you know, how you how you got to try so many stoves. Uh, I've been backpack hunting for probably 36, 37 years. Tried quite a few different stoves over the years and did a lot of backpacking just in general and uh got to use lots of different stuff i've kind of kind of like a gearhead i guess when you come to uh stoves i've i've uh, bought and tried quite a few over the years (laughs) that's awesome yeah well rock slide's a good place to go and get to talk about all that stuff there's a lot of gearheads on there including me yeah i hear you (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
So uh, first thing I just wanted to cover, maybe like, can you talk about some different options for backpacking stoves? Like, you know, picture somebody just getting into it and they have all these options and there's all kinds of different fuel um, options that they could go with. Could you just kind of break those down real quick? Sure. There's, there's quite a few different stoves you can consider for backpacking. First, you've got solid fuel stoves. Uh, basically, those are going to be like your S-bit, your, uh, the stoves that use uh, alcohol tablets or S-bit tablets or triaxane tablets. Um, there's going to be your alcohol stoves. Those are typically more your for your ultralight side. They're uh, basically like your pop can type stoves, your transia stoves, your basically stoves that run off like a denatured alcohol, or you can also use heat. You're going to have your liquid fuel stoves. Basically those type of stoves you have, they run off of white gas. Some of them have multi-fuels. They run off white gas, kerosene, unleaded fuel. Some run off diesel fuel. Um, They're typically going to be a little heavier. Then you also have your wood burning stoves. Um, they make a, some nice little wood burning stoves. If that's your gig, uh, they have like the solo stoves and the firebox, the honey stoves. Uh, they also have, uh, the, your canister fuel stoves. Those are going to be typically what a lot of guys are using anymore, um, for backpacking. Uh, it's basically a little screw on gas canister. It's a, it's a vapor canister and, uh, they're pretty lightweight. They're easy to use, real fuel efficient. There's no pumping or priming required. You just screw them on, pull out your pot fans and light, light the stove. So they're, they're pretty easy to use. Yeah. I would say probably liquid. And then those canister stoves are probably the two most talked about, I would say. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Do you have, uh, do you have recommendations for like when to use either of those and when not to use them? Yeah. And, uh, typically when it's colder, high altitudes, you're going to want to use your liquid fuel stoves. Although your canister stoves will work at high altitude, the colder the temperatures get, basically if you get below 20 degrees, you're going to have a lot more problem using a canister stove basically because your, your vapor in your canister loses pressure and your vapor doesn't work as well. And it makes your fuel, your, your canister less fuel efficient, but basically your, your liquid fuel stoves, they're a little cheaper to run basically on a can of, on a on a can of fuel, you're going to typically cost you buck fifty, buck sixty, something like that. Versus a canister is going to run you about six bucks for your fuel. But uh, the liquid fuels are a little more durable. They they work better in extreme conditions when it's very cold or high winds. What's cool about the liquid fuel stoves, unlike the canister stoves, is they usually have a fuel line coming off the canister and you can block it with a windscreen so you can get really good protection from the wind when you're uh, using a liquid fuel stove. So um, typically your liquid fuel stoves are going to be a little better 
for uh, meals or groups or if you're using larger pots or if you're gourmet cooking, things like that. Um, some of the uh, liquid fuel stoves, like I mentioned earlier, will use multi-fuel. So if you're in other countries where certain fuels aren't available, you can actually change out the jets in some of the stoves and you're able to use different fuels in those stoves. Um, if you're using the stove quite a bit, I mean, if you're backpacking quite a bit and it's, it's probably a good reason to go with a liquid fuel stove because you're burning a lot more fuel. It's, it's a lot cheaper to run. They're actually pretty durable. Um, the only downsides to a liquid fuel stove is they're just a little heavier. You're going to have, uh, you're going to have to prime them. So basically you pump up your fuel canister, you open the valve, let a little bit of fuel in, then you light the fuel, let the fuel burn off a little bit. And then what that does, it heats, heats the stove up and it creates a vapor to where when you do open the valve just a tiny bit, once the uh, fuel starts burning down, it creates a nice blue flame. And, but basically you're just, it just takes a few seconds longer to do that. Um, with a fuel liquid fuel stove, you're going to have a little more maintenance than you are a gas can or a, can a canister fuel stove. Uh, basically, if you're just running white gas in them, you're not going to have too much maintenance. You can some of the uh, like the I think it's a Dragonfly has a shaker technology. You shake it a little bit and it, it cleans the jets, but Typically, if you're running white fuel, you're not going to have a whole lot of maintenance to a to a liquid fuel stove. And the the fuel canister stoves, the pros on them, they're really lightweight, compact, easy to use, very fuel efficient. There's no pumping or priming. Uh, the cons kind of the fuel's a little more expensive. Um, they don't work as well in the cold. Once you get down past 20 degrees, you're going to, as long as you can keep your can warm, if you keep your can in your pocket or in your sleeping bag, something like that, keep it warm. You shouldn't have too many problems, um, using your stove. One of the, some people complain a little bit about knowing how much fuel you have in your canister with a, with a uh, canister stove, how much you have left. Kind of one of the cool things with, um, the MSR ISOPRO fuel, they have a little float gauge on the side. So you can actually, if you're near a stream or some water, you can set the canister in some water and it has a little gauge on the side, depending on how much fuel you have left in your canister. And you kind of get a good idea how much fuel is left. Yeah, that's genius. Um, how many burns do you, or let's say boils, I guess, do you typically get out of like a small canister? Um, so your small canisters are going to be around four ounces, your larger ones about eight ounces, and they also make a 16 ounce, but on your four ounce, um, it's going to really depend on the stove that you're using. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, um, stove, most stoves are tested at sea level about 70 degrees with no wind. So when asking about burn time, we have to take into effect the temperature of the water, how cold the ambient temperature is, the altitude we're at, and the wind. 
this all will affect how much fuel you use. If we kind of a general guideline, um, like the MSR pocket rocket, that's a good, pretty popular stove on the market. MSR says you get about 60 minutes on an eight ounce canister and 30 minutes on a four ounce canister of burn time. So typically most backpackers and hunters maybe that are boiling dehydrated meals are going to use probably two cups of water at a time. So with a pocket rocket, you, uh, you typically get about a three minute, 15 second burn time. Generally that's, that's a good condition. So you got to remember that. Um, so if you did, you know, a couple burns a day, I would say you can, you'd be pushing it, but you could probably get four days out of that. Be really close. But it all depends on how much wind you have. I mean, uh, if you have a five mile per hour wind that can change your burn time up to two to three times um, to get it to a boil. Um, So yeah, there's, there's different things that that really affect your, uh, your burn times for your boiling. And the higher you go in altitude, it's also your, your boiling level is going to, it's going to boil quicker, boil at a lower temperature. So it's also going to take a little longer to get your food cooked. So that all that stuff kind of factors in, I guess some of the general guidelines is know how much fuel basically do a burn on your, your stove, maybe see how much, fuel it takes to burn two cups and that'll give you a general idea also uh on the msr's website they have quite a few different stoves and they give you burn basically how much fuel is used per liter of uh of water so basically like on the pocket rocket they say you get let's see here two liters of water boiled per ounce of fuel so basically you can go through and kind of pick out the stove that you're using and kind of get a good guideline but i'd rather have extra fuel coming back than less fuel coming back so if i'm out hunting or backpacking and i'm really pushing it close i don't want to have to uh dehydrate my meal with uh cold water (laughs) Yeah. That's just me. Uh-huh. Yep. I totally agree with that. Um, so one of the questions that we got, I, I did a little thing on Instagram kind of asking people if they had any questions on this. And one question that came back was uh, regulated versus a non-regulated stove. Okay. Yeah. Most, um, most backpacking stoves aren't pressure regulated. Some of the newer ones are. And basically... A stove with a regulator isn't hindered by the drop in canister pressure. So when you're, as you're using more fuel, your canister pressure is going to drop. Or if you're in colder temperatures, your canister pressure is going to drop. And basically, a pressure regulator will boost the efficiency of your stove. So the uh, stoves that have a regulator, it's basically, it's a valve inside the stove. And it opens and closes based on atmospheric pressure and it lets more or less fuel in towards the jet. And basically what that does, it just, it makes your stove more fuel efficient. So if you do have one with a pressure regulator, it's going to generally perform better in colder temperatures or 
if you're low on fuel, you know, they just perform better. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, what does, I guess, what does your stove kit look like? Um, I think especially like from early to late season, do you have a couple of different, um, stoves that you're using from early to late? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I've been stuck on a couple stoves for quite a while now cause they just, they work really well for me and the pocket rock is a really good stove. I don't use that stove. I use a snow peak giga power 2.0. Um, it's been a really good stove for me. I've used it at high altitudes, never had a problem. The only time I've ever had a problem is rifle hunting. Temperatures got really cold and it started spitting and sputtering a little bit. But uh, I use the, the Giga Power. I use a Snow Peak Trek 700 titanium cup. And with the titanium cups, you have to use, if you're going to drink out of the cup or if you pull it off the burner, you have to use these little silicone. I don't know what you call them. They're called hot lips, basically. And they set on the edge of your cup so you can drink out of your cup. Mm. But I use those. And I also use the uh, MSR reactor. And that's one of my favorite stoves. If I'm going with more than one person, I can boil water for multiple people really fast. It's great in the wind. But those are my two favorite stoves that I use all the time. Awesome. Do you, uh, do you have kind of a preference on those all in one systems versus like making your own kit? Um, I have both. I mean, I have the jet boils. Um, I've used the wind burner. My buddy has that one. Um, it kind of comes down to weight. And if you want an all in one, that's better in the wind, basically your all in one systems, are going to be a little heavier, a little more efficient with the fuel. Um, they're a little better in windy conditions. The wind burner and the reactor stoves, they're kind of in a different league. They have a radiant burner. They don't use a flame. So they're going to be even better in, in your windy conditions versus just an ultralight system like I typically use. Um, just a, a lightweight canister stove. Typically they're three to four ounces or less and you have your canister and basically I use a, the titanium cup and basically my whole setup is like seven ounces. Um, if you're really cutting ounces, I would recommend going with your own system with like a titanium pot or or a, uh, like a GSI pot minimalist. There's, there, there's so many different ones on the market. Um, but I typically want something that's going to hold at least two cups of water. But what's cool about the little canister stoves when I'm out hunting and backpacking, what I do is I don't tip, I take a lot of my meals with me while I'm out hunting. I don't just make my meals at camp, but I'll take them out hunting with me. And a lot of times I like a really small, cup that I can use a, a shorter spoon. I don't have to use a real long spoon. Typically with your, your all-in-one stove systems, you got to, they're typically a little taller. You're going to have to use a longer spoon, but I like something that simmers really well. I can take it out in the woods. I can dump a little bit of water in my pot, put a little bit of my meal in the pot and I can cook a little tiny bit at a time. I don't have to cook a whole meal at a time. And then I just rinse a little water in there and drink the water after I'm done. And it, Typically, I can just kind of refuel throughout the day doing doing my hunts like that. So that's kind of what I I use myself. 
That's super interesting. Um, I know we talked about the pocket rocket. I That's the first stove that I ever got, and I still have it, actually. Um, I went to a Soto Windmaster because uh, I, I, was, I was told it has a it was a little bit more efficient. Um, and then, but then right, the, right, right after that, they came out with the pocket rocket too. Have you, uh, messed with that, the second one and the first one at all? I have the, the first one and the second one are, are pretty close. You're the second one. You're going to get the boil times are really close. They're only about 15 seconds apart. The, uh, the weights are the pocket rocket two is going to be a little bit lighter, um, they actually have a newer one now that just came out too, the deluxe model. And it's kind of cool too, because you, it's a, it comes in around 2.9 ounces. It does have a pressure regulator on it. If you're worried about the cold and it, it, it tip, I've heard that it, uh, I haven't used this one yet that the, it blocks the wind very well. Um, it has a piezo lighter built into it. If you like that feature, some people don't, some people do. But uh, the Pocket Rocket in general, both of them, all three of them, they're very, very good stoves. So if, if money's an issue, either any of them are going to work really well. Yeah, they're about, I think I paid 40 bucks for the, the first one that I had. And of course, they don't sell those anymore. But the Pocket Rocket 2, I think, comes in at like 45 bucks. And then if you add like a... You know, a little GSI titanium pod or minimal. I use that minimalist cup quite a bit just because what I've had that system for seven years, probably seven, eight, eight years. And wow. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's been great. Like it's never, it's never gone down on me and I, you know, still using the same pot today. So, you know, and that total cost there is like 80, 90 bucks and then add a couple canisters in it with it. You know, you kind of have a whole system for a hundred dollars and, um, those all in ones, I, you kind of start it. Well, the, the jet boils have seemed to gone down in price. I thought. Right. Right. Yeah, they have the, uh, the wind burner is also a really good all in one. If you, if you want an all in one system, they have the radiant burner. They don't have a piezo lighter on them, but you get the newer ones. They, they do simmer pretty well, but if you're worried about the wind and the cold and, things like that. Um, I would recommend something like a wind burner or, you know, some of the newer jet boils, the mini mo that's a regulated stove. It's great. Does great simmering. Um, but if you're into kind of the ounce counting packer packer, um, I would go with something like, a, like you have like the pocket rocket and a GSI minimalist. That's a great setup. Cool. Yeah, I was, uh, we're going to actually get, Black Ovis is sending some stoves out. We're going to get like a, a jet boil flash, an MSR reactor, and then I'm going to have my pocket rocket. I might end up getting the pocket rocket too, just for a better, a little bit more updated comparison, I guess. And then that Soto. And we're just going to do kind of a, a head-to-head review on some of those. Um, but that, the reactor versus a wind burner, just looking at it on their website, the wind burner looks like it sits like it mm-hmm. total, it sits higher than the reactor and the reactor looks like it cuts wind better, but I don't, I, I, you know, I haven't got them yet, but just looking at their website, um, that's kind of why I veered away from the wind burner. Yeah. Um, we've been out hunting a few times. My buddy has the wind burner and I've taken my reactor and 
they both work super well. Like I said before, you, the wind burner is going to be a taller setup. So it is a little harder to get your food out. You're going to have to use a longer spoon. It's a little, typically a little harder to clean. You have a, uh, basically you have the foam around the cup. You'd probably want to take that off if you're cleaning it, if you got some food on it or something like that, where versus reactor, it's set a little lower. Um, boils super fast. I can't remember how fast my, my, uh, reactor boils. It's, it's, it's green fast, like a minute and a half or something like that. Jeez. But, uh, it's really easy to clean. It's, uh, it's great. If you, if you want to take one stove for two guys or whatever like that, I use a one liter, but it burnt, it, it boils so fast. I mean, you can do coffee and meals in the morning super fast. So they both are great stoves. Um, it just depends on preference, I guess. They, uh, they're basically wind burner. That was one of the top rated stoves for 2019. So, but uh, I, I don't have that one. My buddy does, but they're both great stoves. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, I'd say like the only, the downside to the reactor is just the price. Like that's a, it's just, it sounds like an awesome stove, but it, you do pay for it. Yeah, you do. Um, I like the one liter. It's just, about the perfect size for me. They, they do make bigger ones. Um, I've never had a problem with it. It's, uh, it's did everything I need to do super fast. I mean, it's, it's a great stove. I, I can't say enough good about it. It's a good stove. Yeah. Cool. Um, kind of back to the liquid stoves real quick. Do you have recommendations for those? Yeah. Um, a really good one's been on the market for quite a few years. Your, your dragonfly is going to be a really good stove. Um, it simmers really well. You have a large cooking surface, great simmer control. Um, it's great in the cold. You can use multi-fuels with that stove. You can use white gas, kerosene, unleaded gasoline, diesel fuel, jet fuel. There's you will have to change out the jets and certain fuels will have to clean the jets more often. But, uh, that's a really good stove. There was another one. Let me see here. Whisper light international light gas stove. That's kind of a cool stove because, or not whisper light international, the universal. That's a cool stove because you can use the white gas kerosene. And also you can, change out the jets and you can use the isopro canisters so it's kind of a really good all-around stove you can do quite a bit with it you can use the canisters or the liquid fuel if you're into that stuff um there's so many good ones on the market the xgk white gas stove that's a really good stove that's been used on or the xgk ex has been used on expeditions for years and years and that's one of my first stoves i ever came out with, i i used was the xgk i've had that for probably 20 years it's a great little stove for uh, a liquid fuel stove is there would there be any downsides of going with that universal changing out the jets would be one thing um you'll have to carry a little kit with you for changing out the jets or possibly cleaning the jets uh once in a while but the cool thing is you can invert the canister if it's really cold. You can, it comes with a little stand you could put on the, the canister, flip it upside down, which 
basically turns it into a liquid fuel stove. And uh, that would probably be the only downside. This is going to be a little heavier stove than your canister stoves, but, you know, good all-run stove. Cool. Uh, we have the one more question that came in from a listener. Uh, he says, I'm pretty sure this came from like the team backcountry crew. Um, I've heard some fuels don't like high elevations, but he hasn't encountered that and just kind of wants to know what the deal is. Um, yeah, I'd take that away. I'm not sure. Um, I've never had problems in the high altitudes with my stoves. I have with cold. Basically, um, your inverted or pressure regulated stoves are going to work very well at high altitudes, even over 12,000 feet. Basically, if you're worried about the cold or high altitudes, you know, liquid fuel stoves, always a, a good stove to, to go with if you're going to, uh, encounter cold and high altitudes, both, but there's, uh, you know, any of your stoves like the reactor, the the wind burner, wind pro, you can also invert that, that stove. Some of your newer jet boils with the pressure regulators built in, those are going to work really well at the higher altitudes. Um, your MSR XGKEXs are great for high altitudes. So if you're worried about that kind of stuff, which, you know, I've, I've hunted and backpacked for years and years at high altitudes and I've, I haven't had really that many problems with gas canister stoves. Um, but if you're hunting typically in the later fall where it's going to, you're going to get the really cold temperatures, you're going to have to be a little more careful with your gas canister stoves. If you're going to uh, want to use those, you're going to keep the canisters a little warmer or switch over to a, a liquid fuel stove. Cool. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense to me. Well, um, that's really what I wanted to cover, and I think we covered it really well. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? No, that's about it. Yeah, I think we yeah I think we hit it really well. Well, I um, I thank you again for taking some time to come on. We had to reschedule a couple times, but um, this is going to be a super a super good episode. Well, good. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it, and I uh, glad you invited me on. Thank you. Definitely. Yep. Thanks, Mike.